why um, I showed up uh, to Klaus' uh, commitment. Remember those three. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Robert from Bavaria, or more affectionately, we call Bavarian Bob, which he doesn't like being called Bob, is here, one of my stars from the last three or four years. He came in late because he had business. He came in late, late last night, early this morning, I should say. Um, and there's a number of uh, stories I want to relate, and I just asked uh, the group to remind me, one of which is why I'm so honest, one of which is, uh, which I may not share on YouTube, uh, because it's too graphic and some of you might uh, get sick because you're fucking weenies. Uh, and um, one of which is uh, the story of um, the current CFO of Cadbury Chocolates, because we have a, a, a chocolate baroness here um, the, uh, from a Swiss uh, company. Uh, and the other story was... Um, and Hannah, honestly... 2001, Oh, no, 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 1999 when I showed up for a commitment for a meeting with Dr. Klaus Kleinfeld, who's currently CEO of Alcoa, who was at uh, that time uh, um, not CEO of Siemens. But before I start there, I got uh, an email from a mentee who's been watching the YouTubes. And he sent me some clips from some other uh, presenters, like some of the guys we were talking about yesterday. I don't look like them, I don't fucking sound like them, and I sure as fuck made a shit ton a lot more money than them. They don't live in a castle, they don't drive DB9s, they're not chauffeured around in Bentleys like I am. And he said, why does anybody listen to these fucking bums? That's what he said in his email. Which is a good question. And it's a question that's been perpetuated for 20 fucking years to me. I don't know why. And the reason why... I don't know why, intellectually, emotionally, I know why, because they tell you it's easy, Andreas. It's easy to do your deal. Robert, it's easy. Theodore, it's easy. It's easy, which is a lot of shite, as they say in Scotland. It's not easy, it's fucking bloody hard. Because if you, even if you have a dream, your own dream, where we left off yesterday, it's tough to get it going. It's, it's, and we talked about uh, uh, momentum and how you, um, um, it's slow in the beginning, and once it gets going, it, it takes its own momentum. And OMO, as it's called, is a wonderful thing. And I've had momentum for a lot, a lot of years. But he, in these clips that this mentee uh, sent me, there's guys in T-shirts. There's guys that, you know, you wear a T-shirt under a blazer. There's guys in fucking jeans with holes in them. What the fuck? Who would pay money for these fucking bums? And on, on top of it all, if that wasn't enough to turn you off, and the reason why people like us because they look like these fucking bums. That's the sadness of the whole thing. They look like the bums. Now, you guys look like professionals. You may not be professionals, but at least you, you trick fuck them. You look like professionals. You're all dressed up. Um... My wife and I went to a wedding a few weeks ago. Not my son's wedding that was here. We looked like the couple that should be getting married. Everybody else looked like they were going to a, um, a soccer match at fucking Wembley Stadium. I couldn't believe it. I told my wife, is it my imagination or is everybody staring at us? 
people stare at us anyway because why? Sally's beautiful. But I mean, she says, no, I think they think we're the couple getting married. High performance people that I've been around, the guys and gals that I've talked about here, except for Steve Jobs, God rest his soul, he liked black t-shirts and black jeans. Okay, and Richard Branson in the old days, before he was knighted, used to wear uh, running sh um, suits, you know, jogging suits. Okay, and those are the people that they always bring up to me. If you're Steve Jobs, or if you're fucking Sir Richard Branson, then God bless you, it's alright for you to run around in a jock strap. But nobody watching this fucking thing or either one of those guys. You're not the sweat on the balls that they would carry a jock strap in. So let's get real. As the kids say, let's get real. Now, I want to tell a story about many years ago, we were involved in a, um, a hostile takeover of one of the biggest companies in Britain. Actually, one of the biggest companies uh, in the UK. It was in the late 90s. And Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, uh, amongst others, all the leading investment banks were in the deal. And we were brought into the deal about halfway through. And uh, I asked the question in the big boardroom. I said, well, who are our short list of CEOs for this takeover? And they gave me the list. And I said, is this the, the best list that we have? And they said, no. The most leading candidate is another guy. What did he say? He said, we haven't called him. Now, this should sound familiar to all of you. What do you mean you haven't called him? He says, well, we know he'd say no. What the fuck's his name? He told me his name, and I said, I never heard of him. But he had just closed up a very successful deal where he did a big liquidation. He was brought in to be the interim CEO, and he had a big liquidation. I said, does anybody have his number? No. Kind of like you this morning. I said, I want his number in three minutes. I'm out of this deal. About six, seven minutes later, they came back to me with a number. And as it turned out, he was only like three blocks up the road. We were in, uh, across the street from the Churchill Hotel in London. Uh, and uh, so it was five to five. And I know the Brits, at five o'clock you get run down like it's an earthquake at the office doors because they're trampling your fucking death to go home. So I knew I had between two and three minutes before he'd be leaving the door. I thought I was wrong. He's a high performance guy. I, didn't, I never met him before. So they give me that, and I, and I talked to, I said, does anybody know him? And a couple of guys had actually gone to school with him. You want to call him? No, 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 we can't. It's almost five, we don't, you know. And it's Friday, and it's at the weekend. In Britain, they say it's at the weekend, because all the lazy cunts went home. And if you were there at five, it's because you weren't senior. Anyway, I call, I get to the first gatekeeper, the first secretary. Uh, I like to speak to Ken, yada, yada. And they said, no, do you know, uh, does he know you know? But so-and-so uh, asked me to call. I look at one of the shit bags that went to school with him. And this is a shit bag that I said I should call. Then I get to the second gatekeeper. I finally get to the third gatekeeper. So I'm six or seven minutes into the call. And she thought she was Queen Victoria, this broad. And so I said, do you want to take the responsibility at one minute to five that an opportunity for Ken, you're going to make judgment on it, and it's not your call. She put me through. So I knew I had about 15 to 45 seconds. 
And I said, uh, Ken, so-and-so, um, this is, my name is Dan Pena, so-and-so from Goldman Sachs asked me to call, that's great, we went to school together. Um, if I can show you an opportunity where you can make between 25 and 50 million pounds in the next 12 months, would you be interested? Who are you again? What's your name? And I told him, and I don't know, do I know you? He says, no, I'm the chairman of the Guthrie Group. And he said, uh, yeah, I'm interested. And I said, I can be there in 45 seconds. I actually took me four or five minutes, get down the lift, 45 seconds. He said, well, don't, don't break a leg or anything, don't hurt yourself. So I got there about seven, eight minutes after five. I spent 45 minutes with him. He agreed to do the deal. He agreed to do the deal. Okay. None of these high-powered investment bankers would even fucking call him, and one or two of them went to school with him. Self-esteem, just because you work for a big bank, doesn't mean you have self-esteem. Doesn't mean you have self-worth. Doesn't mean you have any confidence. Most people have confidence because of the card they carry that says managing director, senior managing director, etc. Even in the investment banking world, I look different. And I certainly act different. And the people that have been the most successful of my mentees, you don't have to get a three-piece suit at Savile Road like I do, but they act different. This happens to be my uniform and has been for a long, long time. I don't look like these cheap-suited gurus and I certainly don't wear t-shirts and fucking jeans to get up there when people are paying me as much money as you guys are paying me. But the point is, you only have one time to make a first impression. One time. That's it. There is no second chance. And if you learn anything the rest of this week is that that's the opportunity you have and that's the opportunity you have to fulfill this PowerPoint slide, your own dream. Because you're not here to fulfill my dreams. I've already fulfilled a lot. We're standing in the perfect metaphor. Yesterday's dreams are today's realities. Here. None of these other guys that do seminars are giving seminars in a million pound facility that I built here next to the castle. The castle's about 60 meters that way. You know why? Because they don't have a fucking million pounds. How was dinner last night? I hear it was shit. It was great. It was great? The best in Scotland. Best in Scotland, yeah. <laughs> that means it's shit. If it's the best in Scotland, unless you're a, a lorry driver or you dig, dig, dig ditches. Okay. I'm going to relate two more stories the next time we have breaks. One of which is commitment. And one of which, if I can clean up the story, I have to think about it in a minute. Clean up the story about why I'm so damn honest. But some of the people in, on, on the YouTube uh, uh, audience may get uh, repulsed. What happened to me? Why I'm so honest? Uh, but anyway, thank you very much. We'll see you guys later.